Yeah. Hang on. But yeah. Hang sorry. on. Just wanted to bring it let's, in Let's nip this in the bud, right? I went I went through a list of the albums you listened to this year by all the bands we've done in mm. this podcast. <laughs> Just the best of Pitchfork or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Uh things that were not good this mm-hmm. year. Okay, his Taylor Swift. Yeah, all right. I, 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 I don't uh, know, do you know man. what? I reckon who, who, we never, could probably talk about I've her for some art. more. <laughs> who is that? Biffy <laughs> Claro. Oh man! I nah, think fuck off! They're not on any best ofs, surely. Are they? They were this year. Are they a yeah. band? So I heard of them for a while. Twenty twenty, yeah. Fuck. Sorry, Polisa. Disappointing. Are they still going? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. First record we talked about. Two drum kits, effects pedals, one good album. Stephen Malkmus. This is a thing, right? This is the fucking. Can we just not? This is the monorail (laughs) fucking school of music, right? This is that part of like music where like thirty-five to forty-five year olds take control. Us and buy, (laughs) (laughs) and buy vinyls, right? Mm -hmm. By bands that have not released anything that's even remotely fucking mind blown oh, like, oh I know that guy for that band oh he's obviously it's obviously awesome Stephen Maltmus is a, yeah. Stephen Maltmus seems like a lovely guy his band have been totally fine for years since he was not singer of pavement he's still there he's still hanging in there uh, Morrissey fuck off no way Alan. really Yeah. I can't believe he's still actually accepted He's still doing Where are you looking at the best of Daily Mail? Is that a pitchfork? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good fit <laughs> <laughs> The Weatherspoon's best of album of the year <laughs> Pearl Jam Oh no! Did, you know what, what, did they release no, an album this yeah, year? Yeah, like, seriously, like, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people that I know, like put have put the album in their best of. Oh my fuck off! Fuck seriously, off. I mean, I don't, I don't care much for the band, so I haven't listened to it. Do you know what? Like, so this is a whole other episode, and we've talked about it. But AJ Borthwick, who we're still answering their question of, Hi, also uh, asked who wrote the better Deftones album this year: Deftones or Loathe. And I was like... Have you listened to that record? I've listened to the Deftones record. So we into a sea of regret as I uh, Which is... 
you know what? I actually fine. went back to it and I listened to it and I was like, it's fine. But the main <laughs> issue with it is any band that wanted to sound like Deftones yeah. and were made up of no risk good musicians could make that album. Yeah. If you listen to the Loath album, I listen. I listen to the Loath album. quite embarrassed because <laughs> it sounded totally like, like a like, terrible band like Code Orange who have then completely stolen some Deftones man, choruses it's, like, it's in so many end of year lists oh right and I listened to I, it and I, I, I don't know anything about that band and I was like and I could not they're believe. for Liverpool right oh my god um, really yeah. they're British oh. yeah yeah oh, they're British band um, so uh, so many people that I know are like oh this fucking album's amazing man you listen to it listen to it I was like no what no it sounds like are you kidding me it sounds like three choruses from the seventh Deftones album and then somebody has ran that through a fucking chaos pad oh well it's not happening for me man I I actually felt Embarrassed listening yeah, to that record because I was not good. Oh, it's not a good record, man. Anyway, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, uh, AJ Boss. Like, I'm sorry, but some, uh, so, some other shitters. Uh, Thundercat. I, do you know what I didn't listen to the Thundercat record mm. but also do you know what Chris that wasn't the question the question wasn't was bad albums of this year so we're Moby just... <laughs> 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 alright hey, right, let's move on because hang on we've been here for five hours <laughs> five fucking hours <laughs> lol yachty Mate, what did you actually enjoy this year? Little Yachty. Nobody cares about I never heard a Little Yachty before Dave told me. Who cares? What did you like this year? Like <laughs> I'm eating year? a bounty. <laughs> You're obviously a fucking pedophile. Like. I'm eating a bounty on Little Yachty. Um, Coconut. Haim. <laughs> fucking terrible. Haim is in like the top 20 of most things. Most things. Mushroom head. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Obviously, obviously <laughs> makes sense. Clearly, it makes As sense. As if Mushroomhead is in the top ten of the pitchfork oh! of the year. Fuck off! You're just making that up. Here we go. Static X. Two of them, one of them's dead and one of them's a paedophile. They, they are not in any top tens. Dave. Chris. Right, we're moving on. Hang next, on. Next the next name question. of the album. Project Regeneration. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Protomartyr. 
Craig Carrick. That Flaming Mar- Lips. That, that Port of album is okay. And Taylor Swift. No. Craig Carrick has asked Dave, us, hang on, what hang is on. the best hang on. fictional hang- mashup? Dave. I promise we'll race through this. Um, I need to pee for I'm full of, I'm full of bounty. But <laughs> of course you are. Protomar have got to be one of the most overrated bands. I agree. The seven, I don't even know what the seven, fuck they sound seven like. Years. So. So I, went, I went to see them live at CCA. Because you thought they, they were, were a metal band. Fucking ghastly. Yeah. They're like... Yeah. They're yeah. like... <laughs> yes, I did! <laughs> they're like... If you combined enablers with... Enablers. Um, funny word, that enabler. Uh, Slayford Mods. Because we know Father down. There's a calm in the atmosphere Only four types of patients here Exacting They're like somewhere between that It's like spoken, you know, a band called Enabler spoken like word really hard Yeah they're kind of post-punky kind of Spoken, spoken yeah. word above post-punk But yeah. it's fucking garbage And there's a weird dearth of talent that has led just a weird just a weird lack of talent in no, that band there is yeah. that Protomatter could only have like prospered during this weird mm-hmm. fucking void of talent do you need to piss yeah alright pee time and then we're gonna finish yeah. before we before we before I go pee Chris I'd really like to hear the other albums you liked this year because you didn't really you, talk about that. You did. What I didn't like any. I really want to get any. I really want to get any. I like Aranci Pazuzu, Juno 44, and maybe Pig Destroyer. <laughs> maybe? Which is an EP. <laughs> oh, <sighs> cool. Fuck. Right. Uh, we're almost out of Coke the drink. <laughs> um, it's 11 <laughs> o'clock. I'm usually in bed by that point, guys. This is like four weeks worth of work. On the plus side, we won't have to see each other for. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, okay, best fictional mashup. This is from Craig, and he's got a fucking, he's got a layer of Patreon named after him as well. A whole so. layer. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. So best fictional mashup. I don't actually know what that means, but we sent it to Ben. I think it means I've got um, one. Just I think it means like when you get like uh, Destiny's Child mixed with uh, what's a good example like uh, Oasis or yeah, that's whatever. I'll, well, I mean, I don't want to give away like, mine, but or a good one. Arcade Fire mixed with Blondie, which is an yeah, am- but they're not one of not the I'll, best mashups. I was thinking about names, fictional mashup names. Trust me, it'll be fine. Don't let's, right, uh, so we said let's Ben. See don't what, let, let, don't even worry about let's it. Let's see what Ben <laughs> don't even worry about made of this. You also asked me what I think would be the best mashup project. Uh, so, from where I'm, I'm sat right now, I feel uh, the, the first thing that springs to mind would be a mashup between Dingus Khan and Attila from Mayhem. Um, I could see that working. Uh, let me know what you think. So, not Genghis Tron, but no. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. The actual man. Original military the OG. Uh, and leader. Uh, see, military leader. My <laughs> best fictional mashup was Genghis Tron and Shaka Khan. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. I, I guess that wins, right? <laughs> so. Genghis right, Tron, so which is you, obviously fucking so fictional ma- mashup. What did you take from that? Literally? So like names and also music. So like disco, <laughs> disco grindcore <laughs> with yeah, Genghis okay. Khan. <laughs> and by fictional, you mean it means doesn't exist in that's real life. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because mm-hmm. there's like there's this guy called William Maranchi on YouTube who does stuff that should be fictional, but he actually does it. He's only like eighteen or nineteen, and he does shit that. 
is so actually it's like hilarious so he did a uh, britney spears toxic but it's with the music of changing the house of flies by deftones And it's, I've heard that It's beautiful That's Very good yeah. He's done uh, <laughs> um, Tool Stink Fist But uh, with We're Never Getting Back Together By Taylor Swift Getting <laughs> 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 He's done um, Bohemian Wapsody. <laughs> what? Um, I need to hear that. Wap by, you know, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, but it's Bohemian Rhapsody. And, but like, he he basically goes for thing. He basically just goes for songs that are in the same key and weird, and it totally works. So uh, I would just tell you to check out William Moranchi on aye. YouTube. My favorite one I've heard ever, I think, is uh, is at the end of Heartache by Kelsey Engage and Fill Me In by Craig David, and actually works really well together. <laughs> oh shit I've played that <laughs> yeah I've played that at block several times yeah don't worry about that <laughs> Blondie into Arcade Fire amazing mashup Oh wait, sorry, I I forgot about the best one. <laughs> you forgot about the best one. Forgot about the best one. What's the best one? It was a William Moranchi one, and it was uh, a "Miss You" by Blink One Eight Two instrumental with the vocals of Vanessa Carlton. Yes, <laughs> a thousand yes, miles. Of course, of course, because <laughs> yeah. yes. So. Alright, so our next question is pretty straightforward, Dave. Also from Craig. Also from Craig. This um, guy. An oral and sonic history of David John Weaver's high school band. An oral and hey. sonic history <laughs> of David John Weaver's high school band. Yeah, that's oral, A-U-R-A-L. Oral, oral. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about the band Dimmer here.
Demo. They were uh, called so Demo. Demo formed. Hmm. I don't know. Whenever they were formed. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this quick because I still want to drop in uh, <laughs> <laughs> globlets of joy over the next couple of years. Horrible. Um, so the, I, I mean, the first thing I remember as practicing was in the little music practice room. And wait, <sighs> what year? Must have been third year, so we would have been fourteen, fifteen. So what actual year? What in year? AD? Oh, ye- mm. two thousand one. Two thousand one. No, that's. Uh, and we were for some reason pre Oh yeah, Park. we were like, oh yeah, there's going to be like a some sort of live talent contest or something <laughs> like that. So do you know what we thought would be cool? Let's do a cover of Land of the Rising Sun. <laughs> and I mean, solid, so there was solid. me who could uh, play guitar at a grade three level. Nice, nice. There was Ewan who could play guitar at a grade two and. Or three level, grade two, or and then three. there was Daniel who could play bass, uh, and then grade? there was Andrew. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> Daniel, grade what? Just, just you, Daniel. You could play bass. You could just play. Do notes. you still keep in touch with Daniel? No, Daniel just went down a different life path. What's he doing? Yeah. What's he doing now? I think he's an electrician. I'm not cool. sure. Okay, <laughs> I do know that he has married the same woman twice. What? Twice? Look. That's all I know. <laughs> Is he full spec then? <laughs> tell, 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 tell. Anyway, Daniel, phone in. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, and Got then the we had our, our friend Andrew, who couldn't play keyboard on keyboard. How many anyway, waves? Well, I don't know, but I did see his dad being How many dads? No, Andrew's dad was a preacher on Buchanan High Street about a year ago. That's, oh, see one of his That's oh. kind of grim. Well, you know. <laughs> anyway, so that, and then we had our pal Spain on drums, and we tried to wow. put that song together. It didn't work. Then we started writing our own music. Our first song was called Conform. Conform. And it was an anti conformist anthem. Do you have it? If I do, I'll send it to you and you can put it in. Right? <laughs> oh, man. No, you won't. I will. I'll fucking send it to no, you. No, you won't. And I, I remember we recorded it in Spain. It's the drummer. Spain? No, no. Our drummer, he was called Spain. Okay. We recorded it in what Spain. What the fuck? What <laughs> we, happened there? We recorded it in Spain's uh, bedroom and it was very, very slow. Wait a minute. Why was he called Spain? I, just because the first time we ever got drunk, we had an argument about whether Spain was better than Portugal or not. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Then later on, love it. Love it. we played. There was a talent contest, and I think uh, this must have been fourth year, so 2000 and uh, whoever knows. Um, we just, oh, some, we got rid of Spain because he, he couldn't, quite, <laughs> couldn't quite play drums. So he didn't, didn't think Posco was better so than we Spain, got, so we got like them. the local actual good drummer, Brian Connor, who was really into Metallica to play drums for us. I mean, that's uh, not a good sign, really. Yeah, I know. He, he like Lars Ulrich was his. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So we played a couple of original songs and a cover for that talent contest. We didn't win and we were very annoyed. No, I I know. We didn't win. No, no, no. It's fine because (laughs) we then got my best friend Grant. How could you not win? My best best friend friend Grant. Who won? Who was... Dave. He was a goalkeeper. Be, <laughs> be more cynical. Who won? He was a goalkeeper who had had trials with Ipswich, Ipswich, Motherwell, and Motherwell. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. None. Of and them then it turned out that he was also actually quite good at drums. At the drums, the drummy drums. Got him in. Recorded a demo. A demo. 
with <laughs> Highland country music legend. Oh, wait, what was his name? Johnny. Uh, yeah, no, no, but he's on YouTube. His name. Oh fuck, Johnny. Highland Johnny. Country music legend. <laughs> Johnny Inverness. Uh, so, so we recorded our debut EP with Johnny Bremner. Johnny Bremner. Bremner. Bremner! <laughs> Highland country music legend. Legend. No, 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 no. Legend. No, right. Legend. I, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a link to his some of his favourite some of his best songs right? no he wrote a song about his mum if you enjoy country music you'll enjoy Scotland's own Johnny Bremner for contact and booking details and information on his latest CD High on a Hilltop please visit www.johnnybremner.com you'll love him uh, and do you know do you know what that debut re- EP cost to record one Harald Wall? <laughs> what, 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 sorry, say that again. So what we got to record in his little back studio? Okay, because our bassist Daniel's dad harled his wall. <laughs> I did you invent your own currency? <laughs> we we were like. What? Oh, could we record four tr- songs in your little studio? And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine." That's one hard. And then wall. Daniel was like, oh, I, "I, we don't have any money, but my dad will harl your wall." <laughs> so, Craig, Craig, we, that's the answer. So we harled uh, his wall. Hang on, what's the question? <laughs> Wait, anyway, Weaver's <laughs> band equals one hard wall. Anyway, we gradually got better. We won the Allegedly. next talent contest. You it? We so won the, the next hang on, contest. The hard wall. Worked. Hang on, hang on. You got better. We got better. How we do you know? Harled, because I've listened to it and I've gone. That objectively, better. that objectively sounds better, better than that. Can we hear? Yeah, I'll the send you the fucking songs, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Woofed. <laughs> We won the talent contest. We one song ripped off Idlewild. One song mm. had a trumpet on Which it, Idlewild? and one song was a like remote part that sort of trumpet. And then wait a minute, one our singer Ewan played trumpet. Oh, and then had a trumpet. What the fuck? Yeah, we did like a ska song, and it was actually pretty good. Like what? It went do 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 like uh, bowling for soup. Uh, They're not ska band. It was better Shut than up, that. Mark. Anyway, and then <laughs> the uh, when we won it, we because we had to play two songs, and we won it with those two songs. The mighty mighty Inverness Stones. <laughs> no, no, no. But when we won and we got to play at you the won. end, we won the fucking talent contest. Did they have like so we played uh, Undertones Teenage Kicks as like our oh, uh, thanks classic. So Blackfoot Club. Oh yeah, we went back to Daniel's house, got yeah. really pissed and listened to Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> his dad, his dad used to make his own tonic wine, and we drank tonic a gallon wine. of it. Oh, that Bucky. We used to call it jungle Bucky. juice. It was that fucking sense. brutal. It sounds, that sounds great, though. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> as part of as part of winning yeah. the talent contest, we got to record in a professional recording studio in I can't remember the mill or I don't know. It was up near Bewley. 
we we took in we basically took in we recorded seven songs in two days three of them sounded like Ida Wild remote part and four of them sounded like Offspring Smash what was the single? Uh, Save Me which is my really deep song I wrote the lyrics can we hear it? yeah I'll send it to you oh my god put it in now That's amazing, uh, and then basically after that, w- we basically hang just on, started hang ripping on, off Idlewild, going more Dave, progressive. Dave, Dave, hang on. Uh huh. Will we encounter any copyright issues? Oh no no no! no you're fine. I <laughs> you tuned them the, up one or two semitones. The, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> did you speak to the label? Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah. And then, on. do you know what? We did a couple of gigs where we'd written some new songs, and they were like. We're a cool, mature band. <laughs> this actually sounds pretty good. And then our singer at a gig threw a glass in somebody's face, and we go, "Whoa, tell yeah. us!" That's, that's went fucking. Mental. Yeah, it, no, 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 no. It was because when did you go, Gigi Allen? It was because we were Gigi Allen. It was because, um, well, it was to do with a girl. And Whoa. somebody was somebody was trying to fight him. He threw a pint glass in his face. Was it a the guy has? Scarring for the rest of his life. Get him, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit! He got. Did he go th- to jail? He got three hundred hours community service. Mm. Whoa! What did we got do? we got banned from Dingwall. Oh <laughs> shit! And basically, basically Mark, our Mark. That's never that happened to me. Or, yeah. Or Chris, so. And basically, oh, Mark. Like, hang on, Mark's allowed at Dingwall. Yeah, I know. That's how uncool. <laughs> well, Mark is. do you know what the the venue that we <laughs> were so. the venue that we got banned from the National Hotel. The Beatles played there, and you know what? Same place, same room, same room. Oh, that's a, cool. That's cool. We got barred from it because he smashed a guy in the face <laughs> with a pint glass. I mean. And ten years later, I then got barred from it again <laughs> for coming Smash. in at some random guy's wedding and spewing in the corner of the room. <laughs> you came, so that's pretty much the history of my band because Mark, we got offered gigs and tours that year. Don't but apologize. But we weren't allowed to do Dave, because don't we were... Apologize. Guys, we've been going for four hours and 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Next question. Uh, What's so, the best Kanye West album? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hang on. Asked this. Hang on. Ben has got the answer. You also asked me what is the best Kanye album and the answer to that is very simple. Don't know. Don't fucking care. And that is the answer to that question. Yep, correct. So <laughs> next up was... Ben has the right... <laughs> <laughs> He's still talking. <laughs> so uh, next up, uh, best local bands that should have made it. That was uh, from Conor Anderson. So we've kind of... So right. if, we'll if, go you're, not, if you're not a subscriber to this podcast, we've kind of already answered this. No. Kind of. No, we have because we talked about uh, our favorite EPs Tur- that turbo, never became turbo, albums. turbo, turbo, fighting in the dare. Yeah, you did say that. Uh, 
I mean, I guess fighting with the dare were like the the sort of idols that never happened. I mean, they ticked all the same boxes, but they never ever got to the the same level of like the balance of marketability versus mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost leader. I think you may have also mentioned that before. Like a one man. Is that Joseph? Sort, yeah, really, really Joe good. Quimby. Yeah. Uh, a really divisive guy. I don't think even Joe would dispute that. He was the front man of Take a Worm for a Walk Week. Oh, they yeah. were also one of the absolute standout bands of the city. A tremendous band. Uh, they were great in their moment. They, they were really good. They did <clears throat> whatever Daughters did <laughs> yes. six months after. They had all the yeah, technical yeah. skill to do something of their own. I kind of got the feeling that their fourth album would be the album where they actually were like, themselves mm-hmm. but they just simply abandoned ship um, part of that was because Joe the kind of talisman of the band left um, and Joe did a thing called Los Leader which was a kind of one man industrial electro thing the this, this songs were amazing They never really got there uh, because Joe's his attitude to playing was just was just Joe. <laughs> um, other local bands, I think from Edinburgh, your loyal subjects. It's the second iteration of that band was very Afrobeat, very funky, two or three piece, depending on when you tuned in. Um, they had some really, really good songs, like really good songs, really good beats, beats you could dance to, and I think that was a missed opportunity. Um, Vicheka. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Jazzy, a bit more in keeping with some of the kind of late, late 90s, like June of 44 scene, that kind of time. Really, really fucking good band. Uh, Leto. Obviously. Well, that's interesting you mention that because I've got Fat Goth here, even though they're not local. But Fat Goth were great, but Leto were Leto were the Dundee band. As good as Leto were for their second and third albums, they never ever had the guidance of a major label, or not necessarily a major label, but like a big alternative label, a big yeah, a or big, management uh, even. You know, like that kind of. That I mean, Dave, thing, yeah. Dave, and I were both fans of Leto at the same time, and I think Leto were right on the cusp. 
it was sort of the emo thing, but they were also so close to being just the breakthrough. There was like a bit of darkness happening at the time. We did the album on the Dundee mixtape a couple yeah, of years ago, yeah. right? So, but yeah. And another Honestly, band that comes into that is Degrassi. Really, really Degrassi, like Degrassi, yeah. and I but think even they could Idlewild, have been. Idlewild, like they were, and yeah. Leto's, Leto opened for Snow Patrol, and I mean they were so fucking close to being that breakout album. I mean it was a crime. Uh, beyond that, Titus Game. Titus Gain were good, man. Titus Gain, who were a bit like um, Trans Am, mixed with, I don't know, Thin Lizzy or something like that. Uh, Bad Dancer, who we've, we've done a whole thing on, sort of special on uh, Blue Sky Archives. Dave, you remember them? Yeah, I never got. Uh, they had a couple of tunes in particular. There was just sort of a great sort of a confluence. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Oh, like coming together. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was just sort of a great confluence of uh, artistic skill from across the the, the different genres in mm-hmm. Glasgow at the time, um, but that was never really allowed to blossom. Um, I think the other one, and I'm sure Dave agrees with me. The other one that really stands out is United Fruit. Yeah, it's a good show. Actually. United Fruit show. Mm-hmm. were a Who band. They did release two records that are both great. Released, just well, not. hang on, no. Released two records that were both good, mm. but were never ever produced to the standard of the band live yeah. United Fruit yeah. were a band that toured and I, I, I mean I say this as very good friends of the band, we toured with them, we played with them, they were a fucking absolutely exhilarating live band They were a live band in every sense of it. They were like a trail of dead, Sonic Yeah, do you know... At the drive-in. All the best bits of all the most exciting bands I've ever seen. I would say three of my favourite 20... Three of my top 20 shows of all time are probably United Fruit shows. Yeah. I mean, a really, really genuinely fucking brilliant live band that came about over years of like... And in different and el- like I've seen them with different drummers. I've seen them yeah, with five. Like, I've seen them with six members. I've seen them in stereo to three hundred people. I've seen them in Captain's Rest to hundred people. No matter what, I've seen them in like festivals. But here's the, here, here's the weird thing, tent, right? No matter what, they're amazing. He's right, and and all that mythology though, unfortunately, distills to two 
unsatisfactory albums. If you they're good if you know them. If you know them, you imagine in your head how they sounded live. Mm-hmm. But the if you sent is, either of those records to somebody that was in into Canada. Trailer Dead in Canada or yeah. Melbourne or Auckland or whatever, they'd go, "Oh, yeah, it's quite cool." Yeah, and there's no way that that would transcribe. To so we how did good they we did were. an episode on Trailer Dead, yeah. and one of the interesting things about Trailer Dead was if you sent the second album, if you sent Madonna to anyone. It got across the message, and that's what trailer. Uh, that's what United Fruit never did. The first album, you can give them it. You can be like, right, it's not quite right. But if you get the second album right, then people will go back to the first album and they will investigate it. United Fruit never got the second album right and unfortunately had a band that probably had tunes that were every bit as good as, if not better, than Trailer Dead at that stage. But they never had the break of touring Mogwai and they never had the break of playing with like this amazing engineer. And unfortunately, you had a band that really undersold its potential, and that's 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 a shame because this was a truly special fucking project, and they were a febrile project as well because, like Dave says, the drummers changed, but even even just amongst the main guys, they they fought to keep it together. There were a lot of pressures, and they never quite managed to get to that that stage. If you want to go and look at them online, look up the uh, the track Red Letter. I think Red Letters is probably the best well, synopsis. You know um, so if you go to my old blog or podcast or whatever, Detour, uh, we filmed them for the first episode of like a pretend TV show that we did. It was like an internet TV show. We ended up, well, it was pretty good. We did Churches, Frightened Rabbit, blah, blah, blah. But in episode one, we did United Fruit Live and we recorded two songs and it was like it was fucking amazing just because we managed to capture them live a little bit and i remember we got a comment on youtube going oh i i think that this uh this video really makes scottish music look bad because the sound and the video is really badly recorded and it makes blah 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 and i was like i don't i truly do not understand because it I watch that video and I just go, holy fuck, United Fruit were so good. Uh, Mark, what what are your best local bands that should have made it? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've just uh, poured quite a lot of vodka in a cup there. Uh, Tastes like America. Crusades. Yeah, Crusades. I was going to mention American Men. These are bands that never made an album that we talked about for that mixtape. Was that for 
Patreons only. It was, yes, it was. Yes, yeah, yeah. we should. Uh, uh, well, a band I also want to mention is First Step to Failure. There. I don't so they were a skate punk band. Um, one of the things that were, I guess, were ha <laughs> ha oh, he's fucked that. Uh, yeah. So first up, the failure were a uh, a skate punk band, and they were very much a skate punk band in the sense of you know good riddance and I guess maybe like no effects when they were not being really obnoxious and shit. And they were local. They were Scottish. They were local. Yeah, Scottish. My flatmate Craig, who now plays in a, a band called Revulsion, he was the drummer in that band at the end of their career and they did an album and it was really good. They had that kind of mixture of, you know, that SoCal really fast kind of sound that sounded a bit like Strung Out or Good Riddance. And like Super Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, all like Pennywise. They, they didn't sound like they were from, from Glasgow that much, but they were up there with a lot of the other bands in the world that were doing that kind of thing just now, you know, um, at that moment. So, like, much the same, or Local Resident Failure, or Counterpunch, you know, all these bands from all over the world that were really great at playing fast and technical music. Neil, the song, the singer, and guest songwriter as well, was a, is a, he's a really good songwriter. He's he, but he's to me, and I really felt as though he had a lot of faith in the things he was doing, and that kind of dragged him down a wee bit. And he never had the impetus to tour as much as the as he could have. But I think it's one of the, they're kind of it's a, a genre of music where you need to put in the hard yards. You know, every single band's got to put in the hard yards, right? You, you need to tour like fucking and do what you want to do to make it work. I think, in my opinion, these guys could have been there, but it was never to be. Perhaps one of the best punk bands to come out of Scotland in the past 10 years. Like, pure punk bands. Yeah. Better, in my opinion, than, than bands. And I'm sorry to say this, man. I don't know, Fraser, if you're listening, but I, I do I do genuinely think the first step to failure were a, are a better punk band than the Murderburgers or many punk bands that existed over the past decade. Um, but I'm obviously completely biased in that. Um, another band though that I mentioned uh, is Crusades you know I think they could have been really good too implosive yeah, we, oh, we, yeah. yeah. could have been could have been great we talked about that as an yeah, EP amazing you know? yeah, yeah it could have been really good you know no doubt yeah, yeah. Um, and they obviously then became Shambles and Husk who are also very very good as it's Chris, just as Chris uh, to, one of those volatile mm-hmm. like combinations of personalities yeah totally and that's that's sometimes that's the way these things go right mm-hmm. so Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Next. Uh, oh, I haven't answered. I, oh. I was. I mean, I was gonna say American Men because we talked about oh. Leo and we talked about Fucking that brilliant. band being brilliant. underappreciated band, yeah. and should have been bigger than they were. Uh, I mean, you do get the feeling that American Men, given no parameters, could have been. It could have been whatever truly, the fuck they wanted. Truly fucking outstanding. Yeah, if like. XL Records or something like ah, that came absolutely. along and gave them a hundred grand and Good just example. Say, like, go it's, like, it's like the holy fuck thing. It's like, yeah, or yeah. Warp. If Warp came yeah. aclo- along yeah. and said, hey guys, yeah. it could have been amazing. They were only limited by their means. Yeah. Uh, there will be fireworks. Here's where my heart returns and here's where I've sworn and cursed and here's where 
good who band. are like like a really good band <laughs> and they've actually released two really good records but the first record there will be fireworks came out 2009 sort of same time as a uh, friend rabbit's first record pretty much and it was pretty badly recorded low budget but i mean to be honest they're just as good as frightened rabbit or twilight sad you think well i think they could have been But they never made as many albums I because mean, I would, I would half of them are teachers and half of them work yeah. in the oil industry. I don't, and I don't necessarily know. disagree. What I think is, Frightened Rabbit were the most commercially viable, and I mean that from like a positive, a positive perspective. I think yeah. Frightened Rabbit could have been the Death Cab. Mm-hmm. You know, the the sort of like reached out to huge fucking audiences with this really relatable sort of um that was emotion. happening that was happening yeah, yeah. yeah that was happening uh, Twilight Sad I always took as being slightly more obscure sort of shoegazy sort of thing yeah um there will be fireworks I'm not sure where they fit in with that I mean, well that, I know but that's the unknown it's, it's just that's exactly it yeah. it's the fact that the the unknown I think that the three of them could have been like some sort of trinity together but yeah. there will be fireworks yeah. never great toured. band great great players yeah really great good. great yeah. band great players but they had an underproduced record they were all doing other jobs and mm-hmm. it was a side project basically for the for all of them Um, then another band I thought of was Apollo Gets the Girl who I don't think anybody's ever heard of I don't remember and it was some guys from Newcastle who moved up to Glasgow and they did some weird electro shit I remember really really good if you go on to fucking I don't even know if their videos are on YouTube they might be on Vimeo (laughs) Uh, but if you check them out on Vimeo Apollo Gets the Girl they've got two tunes that are total fucking bangers and they're like kind of Depeche Mode Nine Inch Nails but modern sort of stuff really really cool and I don't know I guess just things didn't happen with them Mm. But could have been really good. Um, then there's a band that are still going that I reckon. Well, I don't know if if they'll ever make it big or not. But they've released two records that are fucking unbelievable, and it's Babe. Lauren was in them. Yeah, and oh man, Gerard, he has one of the best voices in Glasgow. He's currently away touring with Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs> you know, so he's doing all right. But their they're first a, record is so, so good. It's they're, like. They're a weird band. They're a bit like. Um, 
happy meals that went on to be free love they're a bit like that kind of art school so well of. funnily enough so i was going to talk about happy meals and i i really like happy meals who are now free love but so funnily enough a band that happy meals stroke free love took a lot from are errors mm-hmm And I think Errors are a band that could have been a lot bigger than they were. I'm sitting on Simon true, from Errors' yeah. seat right now. And I think Errors, when they started, were like involved in this MTV sort of new... What was it? New rave sort of scene. Mm. But they were so much more than that. And like I've listened to some Free Love and Happy Meals stuff and I've gone, man, okay. that just sounds like Errors. Yeah. And then I've realised, I've spoken to Simon and it's because... It's literally they have bought the synth from Simon. <laughs> like that is the same synthesizer. You know, I mean, and uh, I, th- I think errors were just so much more expansive. Anyway, right, we've been sitting in this room for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh my let's, god, what let's do like is? we're gonna have to cut some. That's a uh, sherry. Yeah, it's that's not wine. Cooking. Yeah, I know, it, but it tastes exactly like food. <laughs> The last time I had that, it was cooking goat's <laughs> throat. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Anyway, Weaver's band, Kenya. We've done that. Best fucking local bands. No, uh, Turnstile Blues again. Right. I'm giving you Dred Scott. Dread no, 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 no. One minute. Why is Chris so angry, Chris? Anna has answered it for him. Oh, uh, okay. Anna, why is Chris so angry? Now I would say Chris is not an angry guy. He may come across as someone who is passionate and um, is very enthusiastic about what he has to say. And yeah, he does get pissed off at the what he perceives to be as injustices in the world. However, he is not an intrinsically angry character. If anything, I would actually say that Chris is quite a cheery guy. And that is me having experienced Chris over the last, God, it's got to be over 10 years. I've seen him through highs, lows, but never angry, never properly an angry person. And whenever you have a conversation with him that is a topic that he is not only interested in, but enthusiastic and passionate about, he may talk over other people to try and get his point across I'm looking at in my head Mark and David for this one however it's only because he's so desperate to get his opinion across and what I would say is if you challenge Chris if you bring other information to the table he is the type of person who will go away research and read up about it and he's interested to hear other people's opinions so get this idea of being angry out your head that is not Chris just think of him as someone who is passionate have a happy hug me everybody such a long sesh I'm usually I'm usually sleeping by this point mate I'm usually fucking sleeping by this point even kidding uh, the next question is baffling man some unsung album from Bandcamp like I'm on it I'm on it I don't really understand the question 
the good thing is, you know that when I'm sober, I'll edit this into like good order. I don't know I mean, about this, I'm mate. Fucking, or two twenty right I'm now, so drunk. But when I'm sober, I'll be like, <laughs> Mark. We'll see. We'll see. Mark. We'll see. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hey I said, told you so That's what I'll be saying when you've edited this into shit but Oh my hey, god Hey I said, told you so Crashed It's gonna be so good I believe you I believe you 10 minutes 21 2 hours 21 sorry <laughs> Which was 2 minutes <laughs> You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.